Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Chronicles of Nania, Little One. I am your host, Martha Reddick, and Little Ones are smaller episodes that are shorter because they don't need to be talked about at length, but are resources that I have found helpful in my nannying that I like to share with you guys. So you can look for these on Thursdays every now and again, whenever something comes up that I feel worth talking about, then I make a little one. Uh, And this week, we are going to be talking about Pokemon Go. I'm talking about this because it has become such an integral part of my day as a nanny currently. Uh, And I wanted to share some ways that I have found that make this game educational and useful to me as a nanny instead of something that I'm constantly fighting, Um, you know, saying no screen time, things like that. So the basic premise of Pokemon Go is that you download an app onto your phone and you have to go out into the real world. It uses GPS and there will pop up little Pokemon, which are tiny little creatures that have their own whole history and world behind them that if your nanny kid is into it, will learn all about and can tell you at length. Um, So for this game, since it uses GPS, it actually makes you go out on a walk. You have to walk around. You can't just sit there um, because the game's no fun because no Pokemon will pop up. You might get one if you're sitting somewhere, but the best way to play is to walk a lot. Uh, So I have found this to be useful on those beautiful days when you're like, hey, guys, let's go outside and they just don't feel like it. This often encourages them to get outside if I say, "Okay, how about we go outside and for 30 minutes we'll play Pokemon Go. It also encourages us to walk uh, and pay attention to our surroundings, which I know sounds counterintuitive, but the app does have a feature where you can turn it on so that the Pokemon actually show up in the real world that's around you. So they can pop onto someone's shoulder, they can be sitting on a bench, they can be on the ground, they can be up in a tree. I've actually had that happen once and it was really cool. It blew my nanny kid's mind. So that's all really good for getting them to go outside and look at the world around them. Uh, which for some kids is a difficult thing to do for whatever reason. Uh, They prefer to stay inside. But this is a way that if you have one of those kind of more reluctant kids who doesn't necessarily jump up and down at the idea of going to the park, the Pokemon Go app, if they are into Pokemon, is very helpful in getting them outside. It also has a lot of really good uh, learning opportunities. 
One of which is that your child, if they are interested in Pokemon, will know more about it than you do. So that is a really great way to practice what we were talking with Lee from the Story Pirates episode about, of just asking your kids questions and letting them be an expert in something. It gives them the autonomy to explain something to you that you actually don't know anything about. Um, I've had really great conversations uh, where I ask questions and then if the child doesn't know the answer, then they get out their book and they look it up and it's so neat to watch. Uh, So explaining complex topics to an adult in a way that they can understand is a really great life skill that Pokemon Go has helped us learn and explore. Um, Another one is that all of the Pokemon Go stops and gyms are at historic or um, historical buildings or churches or parks. And so they're often in places uh, that foster looking around into your community. Sometimes they'll even provide like a little bit of history for that spot. Um, or it's a sign that has the information about the history behind that spot. There's also a lot of artwork that our Pokemon stops. And that's just really cool because we've actually noticed more of our environment because it's a Pokemon stop. And then we've talked about that piece of art and we've talked about if you know do you like it what does it make you feel do you uh how would you paint this differently things like that so it's sparked some really fun conversations they also can it can help teach and this one you have to really help them with but it can help teach respect for others in that you cannot put catching a Pokemon above human interaction or human courtesy. So a lot of those places like churches or parks or things like that, we often have that talk of we look around and see who else is here. So if there's a little baby, then we're not running to go catch the Pokemon. We are cautiously walking to make sure that we don't run into the tiny baby that is playing on the playground, things like that. So we've had a lot of those conversations of we need to be respectful of our space and of the other people using this space and put that before catching whatever Pokemon. There are also hacks or cheats, which uh, none of my nanny kids have discovered yet, Um, but that is a good conversation to have of that there are things that you can download that will make it so that you can just sit there and all the Pokemon will come to you. And talking about how that takes all of the fun out of the game to do it that way. And so you can have that conversation about how cheating really only cheats yourself because then you don't get to see all the cool stuff and you don't feel the same sense of accomplishment when you catch that really rare Pokemon, things like that. Also, different Pokemon have more value or are more rare than other Pokemon. They also come with candy. So when you catch a Pokemon, you get three pieces of candy um, on average. Uh, That changes every now and again. But on average, you get three pieces of candy to go with it. And you need a certain amount to be able to evolve the Pokemon, which teaches economics uh, to a kid because 
one of my nanny kids was really into evolving his Pokemon. And so he would actually save up that candy. Another one wanted to just upgrade the one that he already had instead of evolving it, which I know that's uh, sounds different, but you can either make that certain Pokemon slightly stronger or you can save up and make it way stronger by evolving it. Um, so that gives you some really cool ways to talk about economics and how you can choose to be a spender or a saver and what the benefits of both of those are. Um, it also, we have had really fun science conversations. We went through and looked up because a lot of the Pokemon are based on actual animals in nature, sometimes really rare animals from different parts of the world. And so we went through and looked at the animals that the Pokemon are based on and talked about how the creators took some traits from that animal. We've also talked about animal classification. We brought out a bunch of different animals and talked about the categories that they go into and like the Pokemon, how some of them evolved into other ones, um, which I totally made sure was okay with the parents before talking about all that. But we talked about some of the science behind uh, the idea behind Pokemon of this evolution and things like that and how we talked about caterpillars into butterflies and things like that. So we've had a lot of really cool science conversations because of Pokemon Go. Um, we also have done a lot of Pokemon-related crafts, which I will share on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at Chronicles of Nania um, around Pokemon. So it is one of those things that can be an obsession, but when used well, I think the obsessive nature of it can actually be helpful to you as a nanny instead of harmful. So I have found instead of trying to fight this uh, super hardcore interest in Pokemon and Pokemon Go, that by embracing it and talking about it and finding those learning opportunities, we have had such fun with the game. And then we also... They've started buying the cards for the kid, and we have a book that's like an encyclopedia of Pokemon. And so we've been using all these tools to learn. The um, One of my nanny kids now knows how to use an index to look up where the Pokemon are in his book. So just there's a lot of opportunities within this game for really, really cool learning uh, that... I think if you embrace it, could be potentially really great. Uh, and that is this little one. So if you have any questions or would like more tips on how to use Pokemon Go to your advantage as a nanny, please email in to chroniclesofnania at gmail.com. Nanny is spelled N-A-N-N-Y-A. And I would love to answer those questions for you. I've been immersed in a way that I never thought I would be. So uh, that is all for right now. Thank you so much. We'll see you on Sunday. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.